Good morning and welcome back to It's a Non-Negotiable for Me with your hosts Marissa and Alexis and we hope that you're having a wonderful road trip. That's what I'm going with today. Okay, good choice. I like that. Yep. I think someone DM me and said that the way that they listen to podcasts is very uh, bingey. So they're like, I always wait until I'm driving somewhere or until like I'm on a road trip and then they just listen to like the last eight episodes from us and that's how they listen. So. Oh, I love that. I get that, honestly. It makes you feel like you're not alone in the car to hear, like, other people talking. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it helps the time fly by faster. I think faster than music because songs are, like, four or five minutes. But Mm -hmm. with, you know, a podcast, you finish one episode and you've, you know, driven an hour. And you're like, wow, okay. And then it just keeps kind of going. So I think it helps. And it might help you focus if you tend to get, like, bored or tired while you're driving. I don't know how many people suffer from that. I do. <laughs> I do. I think I listen to podcasts when I drive, when I moved here on my like 14 hour drive. I listened to like podcasts the entire drive, basically. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we hope you're having a wonderful road trip listening to your favorite podcast. Yes, we maybe. are unfortunately not on a road trip. No, we are at home. Mm, it's so sad. It is so how sad. How has your week been? What What is like... I don't know if we, we're not going to start every episode like this anymore, but like, how's your week? How, what were some highs and lows? My week was good. I'm like mentally tired. I was in training, um, for a few days this week, which was like a low because I'm mentally tired, but also like a high because I learned a lot and I feel way more competent (laughs) in my field now. So like that was a high and it was fun. But yeah, what about you? My week's been pretty good. I think pretty standard week. Nothing like sticks out in terms of like being absolutely insane and crazy I kind of have the same deal where like my high is my low Mm -hmm. but I'm working on like having physical products that I want to sell like a paper planner which is like a really big high and that's so exciting because I've been selling my digital planners for like three years now and I've been wanting to do paper but it's really it's a learning curve to figure out where to like source things and to keep the cost down and to also be like at least I want to be try to have like sustainable products like it's just it's a lot to try to do for a small business so it's kind of exhausting like the low but the high is just like it's exciting to start doing that because you know my little small business is growing and like having paper products and like also having digital planners but just having like I think the thought of someone physically holding something that like I made is going to be insane yeah to see because I already like it makes my heart so happy when people like take a picture and DM me that they're using like the digital planner. But I think mm-hmm. it's kind of different because it's, you know, on their iPad and it's just something that I made digitally, which is still something I made. So I should still obviously be really excited about it, which I am. But I think the physicality of like holding this planner yeah. that like I designed from cover to cover and people using it is right. going to blow my fucking mind. That's going to be so cool. Like it becomes so much more real. I was actually trying to figure out what I wanted to like branding for it Mm -hmm. because I don't know if I just want to sell products like under my name. Like there's a lot of like small businesses that I shop and follow. I'm we talked about this in some episode. Like what is what is our splurge stuff? Like I'm just Mm -hmm. a small business like slut. I should make merch of that small business slut, you know, Um, but I will drop hundreds of dollars on small businesses before I ever do like a Target haul. Like I'm just not the girly to walk through Target and like yeah. buy a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to go to a farmer's market and like let the farmer's market talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. And so I've been trying to figure out how I want to like brand it 
because there's a lot of businesses that do it under their name. So there's like, um, I'm trying to think like Emily Page Co is a girl that I bought like these smiley cups that I'm like drinking out of right now. And so it's like her name and it's like Emily Page Company, Emily Page Co. Like that's what she sells all of her stuff under. But then there's also businesses that is like whatever Lola, which is another small business that I shop from. That's just like some made up name Mm -hmm. that she designed under her business. Like her name's Natalie. It's like her name's not even Lola. Like (laughs) so she kind of just came up with a brand name. And so I'm I don't know if I want to do like a brand name. I don't know if I want to just do like Marissa Nicole Co. Like, I don't know if I want it to be something different. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I just want to have like a fun little logo on it, but still sell it under my name. Like, I don't know. It's like the the fun parts, at least the fun parts for me. Like, I love the branding of side of things, like figuring out colors and fonts and like vibes. And I'm just that's what I love. So I'm at like a a standstill of like what I want to do of like which which avenue do I want to go down? Yeah, because, like, it makes me think of your um, picking colors with the bus, which mm-hmm. I know that you did, but how you were like, I don't know which way I want to go because the vibes are completely different. I'm excited to see what you do with the planner because I could see you being like, do I want to do it this way or this way? Is it this vibe or is it this vibe? Should I do this name or this and name? I love, like, color theory and mm-hmm. not in the sense that I've, like, studied it hardcore color theory, like, you know, like, hairstylists kind of have to do, but I love, like creating a story and visually colors and fonts and like little things like that mm-hmm. help tell a story and so to me that's you know 90% of branding is like what what story are you telling like what are the vibes that people get when they visit your website or your Instagram or watch a YouTube video of mine like right. you could tell within the first 20 seconds of a video probably like what you could expect from me and my channel off of my intro because it's very like upbeat it's colorful there's squiggly lines Mm -hmm. there's pictures there's all these things so you can kind of be like oh she's fun she's funky she's she's bright she's colorful she blah 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 like you could come up with like little blurbs and the same thing if you visit my instagram like what are the vibes like you could come up with like five descriptors of what you could expect from my content and that's all like storytelling based off of yeah colors and vibes and fonts and music choices and like everything tells your brand story and like your brand image and yeah. I'm obsessed with like that side of owning a business I like that I that made me think of I have this sheet and I it's somewhere in my house right now but it tells you what colors when you wear them or look at them reduce like stress and like promote mm-hmm. digestion or help release dopamine in your brain or serotonin like wearing Mm -hmm. certain colors or looking at certain colors can help reduce anxiety or they can help you know increase energy which could you know increase stress but like there's it's Mm -hmm. so cool you know the color red there was like a lot of um like people think that it's like a sexy color you know what I mean but Mm -hmm. with a lot of businesses like Target McDonald's Wendy's like all of those places all have red and that's because it kind of jump starts your brain into either being like hungry or kind of like wanting something and I guess you could kind of tie it back to that lust and like little things like that so yeah Target and like you go into Target and everything's just like red and you're like ah and I gotta have everything and it's Mm -hmm. like McDonald's and like all of that is is intentional like these brands don't just pick a color there's so much science and psychology behind it all it's so and even uh, this kind of gets away from the color side but I don't know if you've ever noticed, but a lot of places, well, every place, like grocery store or TJ Maxx or anything like that, there's not going to be clocks inside. There's not going to be windows inside other than like when you're entering. And usually there's some music. 
you're yeah. trapped you lose track of time you have no sense of what what is going on outside of where you're at and that's intentional it's intentional mm-hmm. architecture it's intentional building to get folks to just enter the store and not think about leaving yeah and they're there and like target their five dollar section you know like when it's like right when you enter the store so i'm pretty sure there was like some study or something done where like it's either the first like three seconds when you see something when you enter a store or like within like five feet or something like that you're more likely to like grab something right when you enter to buy and so putting that stuff Mm -hmm. right at the front like makes people want to buy it more even if you don't want it and like i fall Mm -hmm. i fall or need it all the time yeah and it's so and it also exactly yeah. but that's what also helps it is because it's cheap because even if they put a 50 dollar blanket there someone might be like oh my god i gotta have this and then notice it's 50 dollars and be like never mind right but it's five dollars like you're gonna grab it and then because you've already made and this is like the i don't know the actual word for it but you probably remember this from school too but there's like the the theory of like saying yes or like the theory of choices and stuff like that and the fact that you already made a yes decision increases your chances of making more yes decisions mm-hmm. so you come in and you grab that five dollar item and you've already said yes to something then walking through the store you are more likely to pick up other things and it's all psychology like it's all so important i i love the brain i love the way that people function i like when i say like this is my hobby i mean like this is my hobby and it's it is so good yes no i love it i digest it it sits it's filed like i pull Mm -hmm. that out any chance i get and I get no rest because I, I can't just walk into a store anymore. I like pick up on those little things and I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, yep. And you know how when you get pissed when every year Target completely rearranges everything? That's on purpose Yeah. because now you have to go through all the aisles again and then you have I to know. see everything. And little like, it's all psychology. It's and the brand and the colors and the fonts all kind of tell their own story. And mm-hmm. a lot of people will connect with a brand or a message based on those things first like first impressions essentially for people like but for businesses is those logos the fonts the colors those kinds of things and obviously big businesses like target and stuff like that they've already they already created their brand image people right it's obviously recognizable but for small right. businesses it's very important and if you don't think it is it most definitely is yes absolutely <laughs> and so i that's why i get stuck on making these kinds of decisions because i know how important it is and i'm really mindful of like the story that I want to tell and then I'm just trying to figure out like the best way to tell it is like I want this to be like the happy place and I want to like evoke these certain emotions and I want people to feel a certain way when they visit me or my site or my website or my Instagram or watch a video of mine so like being intentional with all of those things that I choose like is an intentional move like I want Mm -hmm. people to feel a certain way when they're spending time looking at my content and I, it's it's all just like happy so like that's why my stuff's not like dark and gloomy and gray right. and not saturated and like some people love that aesthetic and like that's their brand but that's not my brand yeah <laughs> yeah so I don't know that's like a a thing if anybody has any feedback or advice or tips or what, what what's the word I'm looking for um suggestions Ooh, let me yeah. know if I should go with like Marissa Nicole Co. Well, I don't even know when this episode's going up, if I'll already have it figured out by then. <laughs> Probably in like a month. Three weeks, maybe. I think mm, we're like three weeks. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Three weeks ahead. Who knows? But I don't, yeah, I just, that's kind of what I'm stuck at now. I was even thinking of like, if you have like a, a planner at home, usually mm-hmm. if you turn it around on the back, there's usually like a small logo on the bottom of that. 
and it's just like another like um like businessy thing like just kind of like a recognition Mm. right there at the end usually so I'm trying to think of like what do I want to put there and I was kind of thinking my little like B tattoo could kind of be like my stationary logo yeah that'd be really cute that's what I'm thinking. So if like on the back, there's like a tiny B, but then I'm like, okay, is it Mercer Nicole Co. with a B? Or there's a lot of businesses that I follow that are like, um, like names. So like Emily Page Co. obviously named. So Mercer Nicole Co. or something like that. Or mm-hmm. there's um, like clothing brands that are like Luca and Gray. So there's like two names, blank and blank. And then you have... Um, Archer and Olive and little things like that. So then I was thinking, I'm like, do I do like Freya and Bela? Like name it after the dogs. Like have like a Freya and Bela stationery with like the B. Yeah, it's like kind of it rolls off the tongue. And so I'm trying to decide all of the fun little branding stuff, which is a high for me. But then the low is that it's like that's like the only stuff that I have like commitment issues with. I get so scared to like finalize a decision because I'm like, what if it's the wrong decision? It's because you don't want to compromise on the things that are important to you. And that's why you struggle with the commitment part because you don't want to give up on something that could be like exactly how you want it to be. Yeah. And it is important. And that's something that like I was, I've mentioned to Alexis before we even started recording today. And she was like, nah, I was literally talking to Omar about this yesterday. And so we had something else on the books to talk about today, but we have changed our agenda Mm -hmm. because we kind of want to like dive into this topic because this is going to sound so dumb, but you're going to have to follow me for a second. Cohen and I were watching a show and a little commercial came up for like the, we are farmers, bump, 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 you know, and in the commercial, essentially it was like a wedding scene and you know, the bride's walking down the aisle with her dad and it's the, it's the bride music. And then all of a sudden it goes like, like get 20% off of your monthly subscription to blah, blah, blah. Like basically that there was an ad running in the music and the dj's like oh my god it's like trying to fix it trying to fix it and the bride's horrified the whole place is horrified like it's obviously worst case scenario mm-hmm. at your wedding and the farmer's guy the whole you know company that this commercial's for he just kind of like leaned over to someone in the crowd because he's like sitting in the pews and he's like if it's important don't compromise and the commercial keeps going and keeps going or whatever and he ends up getting up and like playing the organ and fixing everything and obviously it's supposed to be a win for like the company brand image whatever Mm -hmm. but that commercial kept coming up like over and over again while we were watching this and that line just kept sticking with me where it was just like if it's important to you don't compromise and thinking about obviously that scenario yeah like your wedding day is supposed to be this biggest day of your life quote unquote and it's so important to you why would you compromise and not have just buy the fucking spotify premium for the day yeah (laughs) like get the music with no ads and it's obviously just like a funny thought of a of a um a commercial Mm -hmm. but i kind of took it to heart and just started thinking about like yeah if it is important like why would you compromise right no i and you said you and omar had been talking about it but we didn't dive in because we're like yeah let's start the episode so what were you and omar talking about So I obviously like I'm in the last leg of grad school right now. Like I graduate in December and I was told to start really like looking for jobs in September. And so I've been talking to Omar about this because I've been like racking my brain with what route I want to go for like my first job as a counselor. Like I can work remote. I could work in person. I could go agency. I could go private practice. And as we were talking about it, I was like, well, I want to make sure like 
my skill set is being like applied and like the things that I care about and I'm passionate about are being applied and like the effort that I've been putting in like is shown in the work I do and I don't want to just like compromise on the job that I take even though like I know we're only going to be here for maybe six to eight months after I graduate so I know it's going to be a short term job basically so I have to take that in mind but I also don't want to compromise on what I'm doing for that time period and so that's been on my mind Mm -hmm. a lot yeah and that's because it's important to you like the work that you do is important and what you stand for is important and how that shows through your work is important to you and like my clients are important and if I take a different route than where I'm at now because like I'm in private practice right now if I were to go somewhere else and do something else like it's a completely different client base or it could be and that affects the people that I work with now and that's important to me to make sure like no one ever feels abandoned no one ever feels left out people always feel supported in this field basically so yeah I don't want to compromise on my future job and I've been thinking about that a lot yeah mm-hmm. I think obviously it, it plays true to our you know name is the non-negotiable and when you break it down it's that it's like not compromising on the things that are important to you so like what is right. non-negotiable for you what is a this is what it has to be because I want it to be that way like for you and your life and all these different like facets of your life mm-hmm. and it could be different for every single person there's no right or wrong thing to compromise on or to not compromise on because you might you know not want to compromise on your job where someone else is like I just need a job and like none of those situations are wrong it's just where everybody's at and what everyone is willing to compromise on but that little line just put it into more of a perspective for me to think of like well what is that important to me that I wouldn't want to compromise on right and it kind of called back instances that I did compromise on things that were important to me and how that played out. Mm. And then I'm like, if I would have not compromised on the things that were important to me, where would my life be now? And obviously I want to preface this. Like I I'm in my bones. I truly feel that everybody is where they're exactly meant to be. And like everything happens for a reason. And there's no like right, wrong time because if it, if it was the right time, it'd be happening like in my head and everybody has like their own Mm -hmm. viewpoints on that. But I believe that so I don't regret any decision I've ever been and I don't regret any like um you know anything because I it's brought me to where I am today and I wouldn't be who I was today without all of those things but it just makes me think like wow I felt so strongly about xyz and it was probably the most important thing to me at the time and I compromised on that mm-hmm. like looking back I'm like why would I do that like what would provoke me to compromise on something that was so important and like at that point was it that important then or did something else take precedence or like what was the most important thing in that in that time frame kind of thing right. for me at least so I'm thinking traveling yeah I was and moving ask, what are some of the things that you were compromising on definitely the first thing that came to mind was like moving and and traveling and stuff because I had always said even everybody who watches my channel Mm -hmm. I've been saying this since high school that like when I graduate I'm going to Colorado like I'm moving to Colorado that's what I want to do I want to go out west and immediately like if I had it my way the day after I graduated in 2020 I would have packed up and moved and everybody knew that and that was like something that was super important to me and I didn't do it I compromised on it Mm -hmm. and 
again, everything brought me to now. So like, it's okay. But it just, I just started thinking, I'm like, why would I, why did I do that? Like, I didn't have that viewpoint on it at the time of like, if it's important to me, do not compromise on it. Like if someone had told me that maybe things would have been different and maybe I would have been like, wow, you're right. Cause at the time I'm like, it'll happen. It'll happen. Like it'll happen. I don't know when, but it'll happen. Like I wasn't worried about it, but I, you know, when you break it down, I was compromising on it. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do and it was something that was very important to me. Yeah. And I was still compromising on it. And like at what cost? Yeah, I I remember when all that was going down and it was like hard because you'd be like, well, we're going to, you know, do a year here and then we're going to go. And that's the compromise. Mm-hmm. And then it turned in, well, we're going to do another year here and then we're going to go. And then it got to, we might never go. And yeah. like, that's not a compromise anymore anyway. That's just you mm-hmm. losing your dream that you've always had and you always like even in the compromised part you're always like well I wish I was there I wish I could be there and that's hard to like constantly be Mm -hmm. wanting something like in your soul and not being able to achieve it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's I think like in a weird way or a funny way is like the universe's way of telling me that was like you should not be compromising on this like Mm -hmm. why are you compromising like so many little things and we've joked about all the signs that I've always gotten since not making that decision that like it was just always slapping me in the face and being there in my face and it wasn't even just that I had to sit with the decision of compromising on something that was important to me like it was shown to me every single day that I was compromising on that and I was like damn 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 like every day so like that was just for me and stuff so I I don't know I just thought about that I'm like if it had been like broken down to me like that or like I don't know I just think that thought process that mindset is a very simple way to just like make decisions like if Mm -hmm. it's important to you don't compromise and it could be as simple as the coffee that you have in the morning when you're like I need my whatever coffee like how do you make that happen if that's your non-negotiable if that's important to you don't compromise on it and you get to set all the rules for what's important to you no one else and finding a way to make that happen is like is should be important if it is important to you and that also could be a good way of like weeding out things that aren't as important like you might think it's important Mm -hmm. but then when you break it down that's like well am I willing to compromise on this okay well then it's not like a level five priority it's like a it's a two like it's important but it's not that important and it's kind of a good way to like tier your levels potentially and like figuring out what is your hard set non-negotiables and those are the things that you don't compromise on versus like you know I really love pasta and I like it's important to me that I have pasta three times a week but then when I break it down I'm like you know I could compromise on that it's not the end of the world so it's not that important but like in your head you might think it's important until you ask yourself that like is it important enough to not compromise on no I'm willing to compromise on it okay then it's not at the utmost importance but if it's things that bring you like distress of not compromising on it then that's Mm -hmm. probably something that's super important to you and you shouldn't compromise on it absolutely and it is like hard I feel like for people to identify like what is super important to me that I shouldn't compromise and what are things that I feel like I can compromise on because sometimes people just don't know until it's it's after the fact and they're like oh I shouldn't have compromised on that yeah and well to like for me the traveling one, I knew in the moment that like I didn't want to be making that decision. 
mm-hmm. in terms of like compromising because if I had it 100% my way like yeah I would have already left but in my head at the time when you are in a relationship you tend to try to make decisions that are like quote-unquote good for the both of you or for like that unit of a relationship and that's not to say that you shouldn't compromise on some things again you have to tier like what's super important to you but in a relationship like compromise is necessary to two extents right but for me that was something that should not have been on my compromise list because of the amount of like agony I had over compromising on it like it ate me up all the time every day like it was a point of contention arguments like it very clearly was something that meant way more to me than that compromise because mm-hmm. it had adverse side effects like it uh, the in my face I could tell that it was not something that I should have compromised on right. and I was still doing it and it's like that's where I just wanted to like go back and like shake myself I'm like it's important to you don't fucking compromise on it <laughs> right yeah I don't know because I feel like everything ends up like working out like I genuinely do believe that but it's also it works out because you realize like what you want and like you fight Mm -hmm. for what you want and like in that example where like you stopped compromising like everything just started aligning you know when Mm -hmm. you're like okay I'm gonna like how quickly yes absolutely mind-boggling and obviously to each their own I'm very much a universe girly like I listen Mm -hmm. to the universe I like to like pick up on the funny signs and the angel numbers and whatever so that's just me but yeah like I had been had been compromising a lot of um big things for me and I thought I was doing it for a good reason because it was quote-unquote at the expense of like it was like for the relationship like in my head I was like I'm doing it for us like I'm doing it because again in my head I'll I will have it at some point I will have it in the future so I'm willing Mm -hmm. to compromise right now to have it later but then like you said eventually it turned into like it was never going to happen so then I'm like okay now it is sitting me in my face yeah where I'm like this is important to me and I'm not willing to compromise anymore I have compromised way too long at the expense of myself and I'm not doing it and once that was laid out on the table obviously that relationship didn't stand anymore like it wasn't going to work for multiple reasons but like that one being one of them was because Mm -hmm. I was unwilling to compromise on that anymore but also on the on the other side like that was not willing to be compromised for me so it was just like well we're at a standstill like yeah this is where we're at (laughs) and like we're not saying that like compromising is bad please compromise on things but like don't compromise your values and don't compromise your desires for yourself Mm -hmm. in the world like you can compromise on like dinner and like stuff like that or compromise on like Mm -hmm. okay maybe we don't go to this concert tonight but like if you want to travel or you want to have kids or you want to be married or like things like Mm -hmm. that like don't compromise on your dreams to make other people feel happy yeah I think a big thing which it's a small tangent but I do think it's like very important and what helped me distinguish stuff with my last relationship because I I get a lot of questions of like how did I know that like it was the time because obviously Mm -hmm. on social media they they saw everything you know like this relationship was a part of all of my content like blah 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 so everybody knew and then all of a sudden it was just over and to the public's eye of course 
they were like wow i thought you guys were like fine they could see some stuff and like when you go back and watch videos near the end you can kind of like pick up on some stuff or whatever but like not that people were completely shocked but people were just kind of like how did you know that it was time to go like you guys you know you live together you have an animal together you've been together for four years like that's a hard thing to walk away from and i think the biggest like thing that helped me was realizing that for us neither of us could be happy together if we were both doing what we both wanted to do like if like there was no perfect way that I was going to get what I wanted that like the things that I don't want to compromise on at the same time that he could get the stuff that he wanted without compromising and at that point like that that's what kind of just like rocked my world where I was like okay there's like no way that this is going to work out no matter how much quote-unquote love there is like anything along those lines like I say all the time which is kind of like a Debbie Downer statement but like love isn't enough like you need more than just love like yeah you can love someone you can have feelings for someone you can care about someone so deeply and that's not always enough um unfortunately and so in that scenario like that's what it was is I knew what his hopes and dreams were and in order for him to chase his dreams it would get in the way of me chasing mine and vice versa if we followed my dreams he was not going to achieve his goals and that's when both of us were like then this isn't going to work out for the best of both of us and so it's not a very good relationship where Mm -hmm. we both can't be happy at the same time like one of us has to compromise yeah our whole life for the other in order for that person to be happy and then it's basically like were we willing to spend our entire lives taking turns to make each other happy like (laughs) no we both want to be happy all the time but none of our dreams aligned because what he wanted to do is the complete opposite of what I wanted to do and neither choice is wrong like that's the other thing is I didn't my dreams were not more important than his both of us should be chasing our dreams yes but it was just the fact that we both can't chase them together and it it worked out for both of us that was kind of like the make it or break it for us yeah and I like I fully agree with you with like the love isn't always enough thing and I think that it's not a healthy mindset to just say that like well this person loves me so it's fine you know, because mm-hmm. then we we can go into a whole other tangent with that, which I won't get into. But, it's, <laughs> you know, like love isn't always enough. Like you have to work for things. You have to make sure you're happy. Like you can. Mm-hmm. I love Omar. But if Omar was like suddenly like, I don't ever want to have kids. That love isn't enough. That's a big deal. My desires and my dreams to like be a mom someday and have kids someday is so important to mm-hmm. me that like I can't compromise that even if I love yeah. him. Thankfully, he wants to have And you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you shouldn't. And But I think those are the hardest relationships to walk away from is because there is so much love, but like it's not enough if you guys aren't able to compromise on the things that are worth compromising for each other and then like sticking to the things that are not worth compromising and both end up winning. Like it has to be a win-win situation. And if it's not, then yeah like that's not enough like it's not gonna Mm -hmm. it's not gonna last and be 
the happy relationship that you think it's going to be because for yeah many years on my end I was compromising thinking that like well I'm doing it for us I'm doing it for him I'm doing it for whatever reason and how you said like you shouldn't have the mindset of like well he loves me and you also shouldn't have the mindset of like well I love him so Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this for him no you should be like um, I think I forget what it was. Cohen and I were like watching TikToks or something, and maybe it was a TikTok or a show. I don't know. But as one person said, if you think of an action that you were about to do, mm-hmm. and then you think about if I didn't do this action, would my partner have a reaction to it? And mm-hmm. is that what's kind of powering you to do the action? Then you're not doing it out of love, and you're not doing it because you like really want to do that action. So, for example, if you're like, um, I'm trying to think of one super quickly. I mean, I guess it's kind of a big, big example. But for moving, for example, it's like I wanted to move. But if I'm like, okay, well, if I try to get us to move, he's going to be really, really upset because he doesn't want to move. So I guess we won't move. I'm not making that decision for me or for the betterment of us. I'm thinking about how the reaction would be. And that is prompting what decision I make on that like situation that we're in. And so this person was kind of just like putting it into words or as an example of like, think about all the actions that you do or decisions that you make. And if you're thinking about how someone's going to react Mm -hmm. before you make your decision, then you're not making that decision for yourself. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I also want to disagree a little bit with it because I'm please do in like small terms. Like, for example, if the dishes needed to be done right and I was like I don't want to do the dishes but Omar asked me to do the dishes and I was thinking in my head I don't want to do the dishes but he'll be upset if I don't do the dishes I'm thinking of his reaction Mm -hmm. I should go do the dishes you know so Mm -hmm. so like I think on a small scale it applies differently where like yes certain reactions Mm -hmm. are valid but also on a big scale like you're responsible for your actions and you're responsible for your reactions. You are not responsible for other people's actions or other people's reactions. Now with that, mm-hmm. like, your actions should still be respectful and appropriate. Yeah. But if you truly do not want to do something or you truly do want to do something and someone's reaction is not favorable, you are not responsible for their reaction to that. Mm-mm. No. And I agree with you. Like it, Everything's like, situation based (laughs) so this wasn't like a make or break it like make every decision with that it was just like a little thought-provoking thing and I think another one that they had in it in the same video was like if you also didn't make that decision like would it change your relationship like if by you not doing the dishes would it get to a point that like Omar would be like I can't do this anymore Bob like you know what I mean like little like turning it into like this fight or turning it into like like, are you walking on eggshells and are you just trying to always appease your partner day in and day out? Because if you didn't, it would change the relationship and they would have a negative reaction. I think that's more so what it was trying mm-hmm. to get people to like think through. Um, because, yeah, like in the moment, if I didn't do the dishes, like, yeah, Cohen would be like, Marissa, I asked you to do the dishes. But at the end of the day, I know that me not doing the dishes wouldn't change our relationship. I know that it's right. not going to make him so mad that he would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would just yeah. be something that we would talk about. And he'd be like, hey, I asked you to do this. What happened? Like, what were you busy today? Like, what was going on? And it would be a favorable interact, like not a favorable, but it would be a pleasant interaction, even if I decided not to do the thing mm-hmm. that he asked me to do. And that's kind of 
um, obviously what, what is good in this relationship. And like, if you are walking on eggshells or like you're scared to mess up for your partner or something like that, because Mm -hmm. they might react badly and like, you don't want to have that situation. I think that's a little, a little different of like that scenario in action, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, I was also thinking about the whole like figuring out your compromise aspect and one thing that I'm trying to lead myself with a lot more is taking time to figure out if my feelings if I'm thinking my feelings or feeling my feelings is it in my head or is it in my gut you know Mm. so like say I feel stressed about something and Mm -hmm. I'm like like I used to perform a lot in high school right and I would get butterflies in my stomach Um, before I go on stage and in my head I'd be like oh I'm so nervous to go on stage but my gut is saying no you're excited like this is excitement you're excited to be on there Mm -hmm. and so it's really important to try and like be in tune with your body and try and figure out like am I thinking what I'm feeling is it stuck in my head am I going through it over and over again or am I being attuned to like what I'm actually feeling in my gut what's true to me um another mini tangent Mm -hmm. based off of that I I believe I have a um, a slight issue with Ooh. um <laughs> like I truly believe the little saying of like you know your feelings are meant to be felt that's why they're called feelings like you're allowed yeah. to sit in that feeling and yeah. just be upset like I I forget exactly the wording of it but it's like your feelings are meant to be felt not like fixed like you don't always have to like trying you're you're trying so hard to get yourself out of this feeling mm-hmm. where it's like it's okay to be in the yes. feeling like you can yes. feel Sit in your emotions sad. yeah yes. and instead I think that like for me I I feel but then I'm very quick to be like what's the solution okay let's let's fix it like mm-hmm. I could be so stressed about something but then I'm like well, being stressed isn't going to fucking help me. So let's find a solution. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, let's fix it. Let's fix it. Let's fix it. Instead of like feeling fully, if that yes. makes sense. No, I no, I get it. This happened to me actually yesterday. Um, I, this is completely ridiculous little story. But <laughs> Omar and I, I'm, I'm feeling a little mm, all over the place right now. But Omar and I were going to IHOP. And I was so excited to go to IHOP because they have protein pancakes, like lemon, blueberry, ricotta, protein pancakes. And I was like, I want that so bad. That and some little eggies. And we get to IHOP. I only had an hour um, and they had a 20 minute wait. And he was like, Mm. let's just go to Waffle House. And I was like, okay. So we get in the car and I'm driving us to Waffle House and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, Omar, I know this is ridiculous. I know this is an overreaction, but I feel very sad right now that I have to go to Waffle House. And I was like, I may even cry. And it was probably like way over the top reaction. But I was like, I just want to sit here and I'm going to feel sad. And he's like, well, can we like go do this? I was like, I don't want you to fix it. Let me feel sad. When we get to Waffle House, I'll feel better. But I need to sit with this right now. So we sat in silence for a five minute car ride to Waffle House. And I felt my feelings and I moved on. But I don't know where I was going that with that feel your feelings it's important to do no, that even I mean, for the little things yeah I think it's yeah. important and it's just like a I don't know it's a nice reminder even just for myself because I feel like I don't feel them enough I'm I feel like my brain is very um like hardwired to be the most efficient thing in the entire world and like mm. Mm, spending time feeling is unproductive in my brain not that it isn't yeah, like I'm, right. I wholeheartedly I know that it's not but I'm like I'm wasting time 
being upset when I could fix it and just not be upset. So like whatever the issue is, it's either there's a solution. So let's just skip to the part where I find the solution. Or if there's no solution, then there's no reason to be upset about it because that means it's out of my control. (laughs) And like I can't be stressed about something that I can't control. But if I can control it, we're just going to skip the whole stress part and I'm just going to control it and go fix it. And like, so I just bypass like a lot of feelings <laughs> by just like that, that, you know, fork in the road. I'm like, okay, I'm stressed. Can I fix this? Can I control this? No. Okay. Then I, I'm not going to be stressed about it because I can't fix it and I can't control it or I can control it. So, okay, mm-hmm. let's go control it and let's go fix it. And like, I'm not saying it's good, not saying it's bad. Everything in moderation, mm-hmm. there's pros and cons, but like, mm-hmm. Hmm. in my head it's been working out great (laughs) well all I'm gonna say it is very easy to want to control your reactions and want to control your emotions because Mm -hmm. you know like for me for example when I would have big emotional outbursts when I was younger they weren't always validated they weren't Mm -hmm. always um, told like it's okay to feel that way and instead, it, I had to shrink my reactions to things to make other people comfortable. And so mm-hmm. when I have emotions, it's hard for me to express them because of my own fear for others' reactions. And also when I have big emotions, I get afraid that they're going to overwhelm me. And so it's a lot easier mm-hmm. for me to push them down than to let them out. But mm-hmm. you can't control how you feel. And at some point, you know, stuff does come out. And it may come out in crying because you don't get to go to IHOP, even though mm-hmm. like it was really emotions from like three years ago that I've been pushing down, you know? <laughs> so even though it sucks and it's hard to like feel your feelings and not be able to control the situation, I know. T- take the time to let go in a safe place where you know like you're secure, you're safe, you're loved, you're valued, and it's mm-hmm. okay to feel. And then go back to controlling like an hour later you know yeah well what's crazy because even Cohen has said this he's like Marissa is so big on like your feelings are valid and I in my bones also feel that and I'm like your feelings are valid and I want to hear everybody's feelings and I always validate everyone's feelings because they'll be like as you said this is the stupidest thing ever it's not stupid because Mm -hmm. it matters to you no matter what like that's valid enough like if you wanted to be upset about IHOP protein pancakes you're allowed to be (laughs) but then on my side I'm just like like, I, I know my feelings are valid. I just try to, like... Reason through your emotional reaction. Yeah, I guess. And I know how you how you kind of said, you're like, I... Based on how your feelings weren't always validated, like, this is kind of how you act now, mm-hmm. based on, like, you know, childhood stuff. And I, I can see that through me now is, like... There's plenty of times, like, if Cohen's upset about something, and I, I try to fix it, I'm trying to, like, be helpful and, like help him through it while still validating like I'm very much like your feelings are valid you're allowed to be upset but let's like are we just going to be upset about it or are we going to try to fix it and I can like see that manifesting Mm -hmm. in my head like in how I'm trying to like be there for other people and that's probably because like I just had to figure it out on my own so I'm just kind of like are are you gonna shut up or put up you know what I mean like are you gonna fix it or are you gonna complain about it like that's if you break it down, like, that's what I feel like is going on in my head, but not that I tell people that, of course. I'm not, like, 
shut up or put up but like in my head that's how people treated me so like I feel like that's how I'm like I have to fix my problems because I'm either like complaining or Mm. like you know the whole like I'll give you something to cry about I'll give you something to complain about and I'm like I'm not complaining I'm gonna fix it I'm gonna fix it like it's not and so I feel like that's that's kind of like where I could potentially be be rooted in (laughs) oh yeah absolutely and I think it's different for everybody but like I don't know feel your feelings you know and I know it's hard yeah yeah but I think about it like this from the whole other perspective when you go to counseling or therapy or uh, they're the same thing but when you go to one and (laughs) you're crying they will sit there and they will say yeah cry let it out Mm -hmm. that's valid that sounds hard for you because well that's what's crazy is I will do that for everyone but myself but yourself it's always hardest mm-hmm. to do it for yourself. You're always the last to know. You're always the last to help yourself. It sucks. Like I'm, yeah, 100% everyone's biggest advocate for their feelings. And I just sit there and everybody's like pain and hurt and silence or whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm here. Like, just talk to me. Like, but then, yeah, for myself, I'm like, we've spent enough time being stressed. Like, fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like, you've spent enough time doing this. So like, fix it. And like, so like, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you where it's always even just advice, you know, it's always easier said than done. Like it's easier to give the advice than take it yourself. And like, but I do, I, it's a double-edged sword or I don't even know if that's the right um, expression for it, but I'm very much attuned to my feelings. Like I know what I'm feeling. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because I feel like I feel it. Like I know it's there and I like feel it, but then I'm like, let's just, let's fix it. I don't want to feel this way. So like, let's get to the root of the problem. Like, whatever it is let's just get get it done kind of thing because like I I know my feelings and I know I'm having them and I'm like I even tell myself like yeah my feelings are valid but at the end of the day I'm gonna like try to find a solution to the feeling so that either I don't feel it again or like Mm -hmm. especially if it's something that like reoccurring or like I don't know it's it's little stuff or it's big stuff so I feel like I'm very I'm aware I'm you know socially aware of myself but I also just move through them quickly because I'm trying to like find the reason, the root, the solution of like why this happened. Because usually most of the time you have like a feeling because something happened. Like that's your reaction to something happening. Right. So then I'm like, if I could avoid the thing that caused me to react this way, then I won't react this way. Like I won't have the feeling. Yes. If and that's very I'm important not presented too. with that. Yeah. It's very important to, you know set yourself up for success right so like if something is routinely causing you distress how can we avoid or change or manipulate that situation so we don't feel distress but Mm -hmm. in the times that you felt distress it's okay like that's Mm -hmm. I think where it has to get to because it's like if I constantly like want to cry because the microwave button's too loud um okay maybe you know I set my food and I walk into the other room and count to 30 and come back for my food but it's okay if I cry because the sound bothered me the first time because I didn't know you know instead of being like why am I crying right now this is upsetting I'm gonna push it down it's yeah feeling that and and setting yourself up for success in the future so you don't have have those kinds of reactions all the time yeah yeah and I think some things obviously are unavoidable because things just fucking happen And I think I'm very aware of that, too. Like, not everything is something that I could have controlled, which is what I said. Like, if it's something that I can't control, then it's also easy for me to stop having big feelings about it, quote unquote, because 
there's nothing that I could have done to avoid that situation happening. So there's no point in beating myself up about it or like being stressed or being upset or anything because it was out of my control. And then if it is something that I can control, then yeah, I'm going to try to set myself up for better success next time. And I take it very much as like a learning thing. So like, I don't know, even with like money or like budgeting and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. if you're always stressed about money, being stressed about money isn't helping your money situation is how I think of it. So I'm like, let's Mm -hmm. budget. Let's create a budget. Let's look at your expenses. Let's go back six months. Let's see what you're spending your money on. So that way we can avoid this. And we learn like, okay, finds out that you're spending X amount of money over your coffee budget every month. So let's just make sure that we cut it down and then you're not going to feel this way anymore. (laughs) And so like getting a handle on what is the situations that is causing you so much distress and then if you can't get a handle on the things causing you distress, then that's because they're happening out of your control mm-hmm. and you can't beat yourself up about it because you had you had no hand in it. You had not even a finger in that play. Like it just, it happened because it happened. But if I could have avoided it or if I could have done something to like better my chances of not feeling this way, then like I'm going to try to do that next time. Yeah. I like to think of it if like back to like the feeling your feelings – I never want to stifle. Is that the right word? Stifle. Stifle's a word. Stifle. <laughs> I I never want to tone down. We'll go with that. Tone down my happy emotions. I never want to get rid of my happiness. I never want to get rid of my mm-hmm. joy or my pride. When I feel those things, why mm-hmm. would I ever want to get rid of the sad ones too? Because if I don't feel them, they're going to come out in other ways. And like they de- deserve just as much attention as like, joy and Mm -hmm. and happy and all of that so and it sounds so it it can sound bad but I find solace in this like statement but like you can't have happy times without sad times like you would never know happiness if you didn't have something terrible to compare it to because the way that we like create our schemas are all based of like the comparisons and like Mm -hmm. knowing that like oh my gosh I feel good like the first time you ever stubbed your toe you know you were like 16,000 cuss words and crying and hopping around the apartment but then you know you also like spill your milk and then you're gonna do 16,000 cuss words and cry and run around the apartment but then the next time you spill your milk you're gonna be like okay it's not that bad the worst things have happened so I don't need to react as badly (laughs) because I have other things to compare it to and I don't know if that makes sense but that's kind of how I think about it so like I welcome the negative experiences because it helps me to have better positive ones and really appreciate obviously the positive ones but you have to have some form of gratitude or appreciation for those negative ones too in order to experience the happy afterwards yeah I like the you don't get to appreciate the rainbow without seeing the rain first Mm -hmm. kind of thing because like if you love rainbows and like that makes you happy like you have to get through the rain to get to feel Mm -hmm. that yeah and it's hard it's all emotions are so difficult and like so complicated and no one will ever feel like they're right or wrong or however it's just it's a lot but don't diminish yourself for other people's comfort hell no positive or negative like you said you're like you would never well you shouldn't because i'm I'm sure people do but you shouldn't tone yourself down when you're excited there's always that one bitch that's like you're being too loud and it's like no i'm not no, I'm, I'm happy. 
yeah <laughs> you're being not excited enough for me that's what it is exactly yeah and honestly i mentioned this with cohen one day and his like world was like turned upside down because he had never thought about it this way and i like to think about it this way because mm-hmm. i don't know i i find very much or i think it's very true but anything that someone has like negative to say about someone else and you've heard this all the time like it's always like a inner projection of themselves like hurt people hurt people like if you are truly happy in yourself and confident in yourself you're not spending time bringing other people's down like the only people that are spending time doing that are people who are struggling internally with themselves in some capacity but to take it one step further i think that the people who are like calling out other people for whatever reason Mm -hmm. is kind of like a projection from themselves so in like the um the example of like being too loud like someone who's like that girl is so loud like oh my gosh like thinking you know like catty little girls in like high school or something like oh she's being so loud she's so annoying and it's like she probably feels that way because she's been told that she's loud and annoying and it's honestly a jealousy thing that that girl is jealous that this other girl is able to live her authentic life and be as loud as she wants to be and she just wishes that she could or the same thing that's like wow she's just so like um it's gonna sound like a weird story time but i think it kind of paints the picture that i was trying to explain one day but like there was a person who if someone thought like i had overheard a mutual being like this person is so like annoying like oh my gosh so annoying and I was kind of like thinking to myself I'm like mm, honey what's wrong what what you got going on because again mm-hmm. why are you why are you breaking someone down um but I guess in my head I kind of like pictured it or thought about it like she was probably told that she was annoying at some point in her life or being too loud at some point in her life yeah. and so it makes her uncomfortable when other people are doing the things that she was not allowed to do and it's one of those just like cycle things that like you know you, your parents got mad at you for doing this like you're probably going to continue that cycle until you choose to like unlearn that behavior mm-hmm. and uh, and when you break it down like if I were to be like oh what's so annoying like you wouldn't have an answer because there right. is no answer. Like you just, right. you're just irked by it. And it's like, let's unpack why you feel irked because that's an internal thing with you. There, she's not doing anything wrong. Even if you think she's annoying, you, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. She's not being annoying. She is doing nothing wrong. Nobody's ever doing anything wrong ever, period. <laughs> Everybody's just like irked by certain things. And it's usually because they had been told that that behavior was wrong at some point in their life you know yeah and everybody's raised differently so yeah something that like even something as simple as like taking your shoes off before you enter the house some people would be like that's disgusting mm-hmm. that people don't do that and it's like yeah it's not disgusting you think it's disgusting and that's totally fine you're allowed to have that feeling but to expect everybody to live the way that you live into like assign thoughts and feelings and behaviors to people based on how you are like raised or moved through the world mm-hmm. doesn't work and I love being that girly that like somebody says something and I'm always like oh what? why yeah. yeah what what do you mean by that like elaborate because I'm not trying to be a bitch but I know they think I'm a bitch but again they think I'm a bitch because you're calling they've been called out. a bitch 
yeah because like it's just little it's all this whole cycle but like i like to call people out on it because one you shouldn't be doing that anyways don't talk shit about people but two i'm i'm hoping that like they they understand that like oh i i am just kind of like being rude right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with what she's doing and you have a problem with it because you might not do that or like you think it's embarrassing and it's like it's only embarrassing if you're embarrassed that's true the act itself is not embarrassing Mm -hmm. no like it's just little stuff like that so i don't like kind of putting that into perspective of i don't know if people are talking shit about you or like i don't know the advice for like being bullied quote unquote is like just realizing that like hurt people hurt people and everybody kind of comes from different little areas like that and I try to put it into that perspective of like I like and it sounds so bad but like I just feel sorry for them where I'm like I'm so sorry like I do I just want to give them a hug and being like Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you were told to tone yourself down and now you feel like everybody else needs to be toned down too like I wish yeah. you could live as loudly as I'm living. And I'm sorry that you think that by me living authentically and loud is annoying to you. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. It makes me want to hug, hug their inner child. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it takes some, some work and, and unlearning all of that and like thinking about things differently and not jumping into that group think or just jumping into mm-hmm. like the shit talk circle like if someone is in that and they're like oh my god they're so annoying it's so easy to be like oh my gosh yeah but instead you should be the one being like oh why yeah absolutely it's hard when you are a fawner like you know the like freeze um flight fight or fawn when you're you become uncomfortable in a situation and you switch into people pleasing because that's your triggered reaction or some people are like fight or some people are like i'm just gonna leave the situation you know and so we were like i'm just gonna sit quietly like some people switch into people pleasing as their reaction yeah, I can when see they're that. overwhelmed or triggered by something so that's it's hard for people that do that i can see that yeah i don't want it to be like it shouldn't be for everybody should be the same way because i just got oh, done yeah, saying everybody's yeah, different absolutely. i just mean like it's definitely not for me and Which i is good it's good that it's not for you thoroughly enjoy it it sound makes me sound like a psychopath but like yeah i it brings me joy to have tough conversations and like confrontation mm-hmm. and like i i love making people think i think that's what brings me joy it's not so much as like confrontation i don't enjoy like fighting and i don't enjoy like being in an argument with someone i never wanted to get to an argument and like confrontation has that negative connotation of it Mm -hmm. being an argument but like confrontation is not inherently negative and it doesn't have to be this negative experience um but a lot of times people experience confrontation in a negative way so it makes them not like confrontation but like it inherently it is not negative and it doesn't have to always lead to something negative so like i I enjoy confrontation because i enjoy getting to hear other people's perspectives on situations and Mm -hmm. them hearing mine for example and like when I'm asking someone like this girl's so annoying I'm not being like why because I'm ready to fight I'm just saying like why because I would love to hear your thought breakdown of this like what is it that is upsetting you so much about her doing xyz and then I'm able to kind of interject and, and kind of be like but like what is so annoying about that like mm-hmm. and, and just like making people kind of think and it's funny because cohen hates that 
not like actually hates it, but <laughs> a lot of times like when we're in conversations and we're like, I'm kind of asking those provoking questions or whatever. And he's just like, I could tell he's getting a little irritated or something. And I'm like, I'm just asking. I just like to make you think. I just want to mm-hmm. get you outside of your thought bubble. Like, I hate calling it devil's advocate because like, I don't, I don't think that's the case either. And not, I'm not doing it in a negative way. I'm just asking like open-ended questions to give you space to explain yourself. Yeah. And to like explain your thought process. And in that people usually like walk their way in a circle of like realizing for themselves yeah Yeah. because it never ends well either when you if I were to come in and be like you're wrong nobody's gonna listen to that nobody wants to be confronted with like an accusation of being wrong but if I open a conversation and have an open-ended conversation with just general questions people are usually a lot more receptive to just like thinking on their own and coming to conclusions on their own than me telling them that they shouldn't think like that because that's not going to help anyone get anywhere. Right. I agree. I don't even know how we got on this tangent. (laughs) I don't know either. I feel like we like just start with something and we just like mind dump on. I love it though. The podcast. I do too. I like it. And I think as we've said multiple times, but I think it's also fun, like with us doing this podcast, for example, is like not everything and I don't expect you to, but not everything that I say you wholeheartedly agree with. And that's like a good thing. And And yeah, but Mm -hmm. that's, that's like the beauty of it is everybody does come from different backgrounds and with like different like upbringings in general or just different experiences. So everybody's going to think differently. And so if I say something or if Alexa says something, that's like, this is how I view it. And you're on the other end of this listening, like what? Like, you don't have to agree. We're not here to, like, I'm throwing this word around because it's being thrown around so much. Like, we're not here to indoctrinate you into some, like, little, like, thought process or thinking way. Like, we're just having conversations. And so, like, take with you always, like, what helps and leave what doesn't. And, like, you can adopt some mindsets, but you can also, like, tweak some or you can just leave them entirely. If you're like, Marissa, I don't agree with the way that you think about, like, having confrontational conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. that's fine you don't have to <laughs> yeah absolutely like we are not we are shit shows in our own way so don't take anything we say as like gold because it is it's not <laughs> like take what helps it is, you leave what doesn't yeah and we just hope that like as i just said like i think the whole point of this at least in my head is to just have conversations and get the conversation started and going mm-hmm. about some things. So yeah, well, I'm not hoping that anybody agrees with us, but I hope it gets you thinking. Yeah. I hope it's like, Absolutely. Hmm, that's a different viewpoint. And like just being open to hearing different perspectives, not having to adopt them and not having to agree with them. Yes. And you don't have to like have a conversation with the hopes of changing someone's mind or that like they'll change your mind. You can just have a conversation and being like, I see your point. And then you could just be like, but I'm never going to do that. But like, mm-hmm. I can see it. Like, that's an important skill <laughs> yes, <laughs> is to just absolutely. have conversations about difference and opinions. And don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like with that, if there's anything that you've listened to and you're like, what the fuck? Like, that's the point. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. <laughs> and something that um, kind of bringing it back to the start of this whole thing, which was like, you know, if it's important to you, don't compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we can like, you know, wrap it on the way that we started it. <laughs> I think the most important thing, because we were kind of talking about in relationships, we were kind of talking about like 
little silly things like if it's important to you just don't compromise but another thing that I was thinking of while listening to that that I feel like goes over a lot of people's heads mine included is like if it's important to you don't compromise and we all immediately think of like you know other things but also realizing that like you are important Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't compromise on yourself Absolutely. and like taking care of yourself or advocating for yourself or yeah like feeling your feelings anything like with yourself like you are also in that list of things that are important to not compromise on <laughs> yeah i agree yeah I, make sure you put yourself at the top of your list put yourself on your calendar and give mm-hmm. yourself time i used to um say a lot i think it was like a year or two ago and someone had mentioned that like you should put this on like like a t-shirt or something but i used to say all the time i'm like you are the most important thing in your life absolutely and that doesn't mean that there aren't other things that are also important, but you are the most important thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Like you should be taking care of yourself like you take care of someone you love because you love yourself and yeah. you shouldn't just be focusing on like how to make your relationship happy and what you should compromise to like make the relationship work, et cetera, et cetera, or like friendships or whatever. It's what is important to you that you don't want to compromise on. If it is your like, I just need 10 minutes in the day in the morning to drink my coffee uninterrupted. Like that's important you time and that is important and you shouldn't have to compromise on it if it's important to you. Yeah. It's like the airplane mask thing. Like you have to put it on yourself so you can breathe Mm -hmm. and help other people. Because if you don't put it on yourself first, you can't help anybody else. Yeah. I remember being little. I used to fly unaccompanied minor all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time they would do that, I would just be so confused because I'm literally like, six sitting in this airplane seat and i'm like so no one's gonna help me (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like obviously when you get older you're able to like understand that that whole concept a little bit more because i I, as a child i thought it was so stupid because i'm like why wouldn't the mom help her child like i'm tiny i can't even reach the masks who's Mm -hmm. gonna help me but then like when you're older you realize the point of that of like you can't pour from an empty cup but yeah like if i can't breathe how the fuck am I going to help you get your mask on? Like Mm -hmm. you got to help yourself and you have to put yourself first so that you can help other people. Cause like that phrase in and of itself isn't such like a selfish phrase. It's not like you have to take care of yourself. You are the only thing that can help you. You're the only thing you got at the end of the day. You Mm -hmm. can only count on yourself. Like I don't like that negativity mindset of taking care of yourself. It should be or shouldn't should it's whatever you want to do. But for me, it's I want to take care of myself and I make myself a priority so that I can continue taking care of other people and things that I love. Because if I'm not yes. taking care of myself, for example, I'm not even going to have the energy to take the dogs on the walk. I can't take them to the dog park. I can't play with them. I can't do all the things that I love to do with my dogs if I'm not taking care of myself. I 1000% agree with you. And this is something I'm so grateful that like my school preaches to us is self-care. Because if we are not taking care of ourselves and making sure like we're mentally, you know, okay and making sure that we're doing self-care, how the hell are we going to go in to a client session and work with them? Because like, how the hell am I supposed to, if I am like suffering, how am I supposed to ease and support other people? You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to do it to a very good capacity. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be able to do it the best that you could and you're not gonna be able to do it very well mm-hmm. but yeah like at what cost like I think it all it all obviously everything goes hand in hand but and I feel like we've we've dropped so many little nuggets today 
Very true. Of little knowledge nuggets. I don't know what to call them. Nuggies. Little nuggy boys. Your little non-negotiable nugs. Oh. Yeah. Non-negotiable nugs. Or your your nuggets of (laughs) (laughs) non-negotiables. Yeah. Can I get a number five of non-negotiable nugs, please? (laughs) I love it. A 12 piece. (laughs) Your non-nuggotiables. Non-nuggotiables. That's like, it's not a flowy thing. Non-nuggotiables. I guess, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm giving up. I, (laughs) I got, my brain is dead right now. Literally. Literally.